folks. Please, thank you for uh, joining us. Please do consider, you know, doing that normal stuff, liking, subscribing, and all that. Um, today, I want to talk to you about podcast versus YouTube and sort of what the difference is. So what's the big deal between the two and what's the difference? This wasn't completely planned at all, actually, but I just want to start talking to you about um, different learning styles. And recently I watched this education, as in education and teaching and learning type video, and this showed me that this idea of kinesthetic and visual and auditory learning is a little bit of a myth. And this is not something I believe in, but this is the video that I watched. It, it was an interesting video. It sort of let me open up into believing that a person doesn't need um, visual learning if they think they do. What they need is blended learning. And actually, moving on to blended learning, that's just a whole area that is real and does exist. Um, and it can move into this idea of immersive learning as well, which band get banded around and they're like two different things. But anyway, I digress quite somewhat there. In watching some of that, I'm sort of aware that when I present things on my workshop, for example, I don't just do auditory things. I don't just show my face. I have slides. In fact, I make sure that I'm in like the top corner of wherever it is. And it's really, really important that people have this understanding of something visual and it's backed up by text that's there. And this is a little bit of what uh, this video is trying to say. And it just made me believe in providing the best I can for lots of different types of people. To make things clearer for you, if you think your content is going to be relatable and it's just going to be down one path, it's not. Actually, what might need to happen there is that something works on YouTube and it might be different on podcasts. But at the same time, it might be that you need to disseminate that information equally. You might do it in different styles and tones. You might have to repeat yourself twice. But people don't always receive in that same way. Um, so they might also require extra stimulation. So when I say to you, <clears throat> if you're watching a podcast, sorry, if you're listening to a podcast of mine, you might want extra information or you might just auditorially be busy, but you kind of log some inf information. However, if you're watching a YouTube video, you might not do that. You might be more like, don't really get it. What's that about? Um, but then talking about search engine optimization, that's one of my workshops. Um, so if I talk about that and I say, the, well, the algorithm doesn't work. But if I then show you a picture of a robot that is just like going and doing stuff, then you're more likely to connect this idea of algorithm with robot or with coding or whatever that image is. And in marketing terms, this is going back like a long, long time ago, um, that there is this word that's still used today, uh, which is called anchoring. So by having text and visuals, by having an audio you're really allowing a more immersive and blended learning, coming back to what I was saying earlier, um, this diverse way of maybe interacting with an individual. So it doesn't really matter if they're listening to you on a podcast or on YouTube or on here, wherever you are, um, whatever you're doing, it doesn't really matter on the other side. Because if you're actively listening, then you will engage that information. Beyond that, in terms of the algorithm, I'm going to go into SEO a little bit here, but if your information is relevant and people want to hear it, they've got to you because they're interested. So they will be interested anyway. And for you to get that extra little bit home, uh, to get your brand and your values across, I mean, 
you need to just nail it a little bit more. And by doing all these things that I'm mentioning, you're just going to go, and it's just going to be amazing because it will work. Um, and I can't, I can't express to you how much it works, but also how little it works if you don't do the things. Um, and it's as simple as sometimes color scheme if you're doing print. So yeah, anyway, I digress, but I'm hoping you get the point. And really this podcast was trying to compare what podcasts and YouTubes are and the difference between the two. I guess what I've given you is a reasonable argument for why you might want to consider doing both. However, let's move on to what the difference is, um, but more about sort of what I've done and what I feel like um, what would work and what doesn't work. Let's start with, if you watched my YouTube video, you'll know uh, YouTube-wise, I've just not really done much and I absolutely love being on podcasts. So being on podcasts is great. And then that got, got me sort of realizing that the setup for YouTube was just too much, but I absolutely love the way that this whole podcasting works because I was able to set up a mic with my computer and it worked. Like it was the, the get-go time because I use um, Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is, go just follow anchor.fm. It's just wonderful because it puts all your stuff out everywhere onto Spotify, Apple and all these other places. This is a wonderful thing because it just meant for me to create the content, um, I, what you need is the smallest time possible for creating something because you don't want to mess around. You want to go, I want to do it and just get it done. You want the room to be set up almost, but it, you kind of have to set it up. So this was a problem for me with video work with YouTube. So when I got to podcasts and I learned that that time was much smaller, I was like, yes, let's go for this. Let's do this. Uh, and it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And then looking at um, the way that YouTube works, for me, the setup was a lot because I'm going to come on to this later, but basically I had to sell my video camera and if you don't have one then it's like how do I do that and then you've got to do it using your phone or whatever device you've got like my, my laptop wasn't perfect and I thought oh I want want it to be more so I use my digital SLR camera as a camera to record video onto you can do that um but then to pull that off and then to edit it and then to manage that and then the editing process was like, oh my god what's going on so the the setup on its own was uh, enough so I went into editing there, but if we go back to actually setting up, it's not just enough to get a camera with the video, the screen that looks back. I couldn't see myself, so I had to hook it up to the TV. On top of that, then I had to kind of go, okay, I need to have these wires, I need to have it charged, I need to have um, this light system that works. Like, I need a light in my face. How am I going to look at stuff? I couldn't be doing that. Um, so having the light was also interesting. And then just... The whole process seemed faffy and seemed like ritualistic. I was doing that. And then I'd be on the camera for what, 10 minutes and just didn't buy into it. So I just thought the whole setup time, coming back to what I was saying about podcast being a very short time for setup, I felt like my YouTube time was very large. And I feel like it's taken time for me to come back and try this again, where I try and set up for YouTube. So... The hope is that it works. But one thing I know for sure, 
I have a routine with podcasts and I'm okay to mix it up and play with it differently, but I will also try my best to get that nailed down. So we will wait and see how that plans out. And every so often you're going to hear this type of a post from me or this feeling of reviewing how I'm going because I think that helps you understand as an individual how to maybe just go about things. Um, Obviously, organisationally, it's going to be very different because you'll have individuals that might do the setting up and the rest of it. So all you've got to do is provide the content, right? That's kind of maybe how it works. I don't know. But coming on to the more of the podcast side, technical side. So technical side for me is once I then started doing the recording, uh, and I'll go into YouTube in a minute, but for the podcast, um, I had to take some time to figure out what the microphone was. And it took me time to get a microphone, get it set up and to play with it and test it to the point where it works. And I know that sounds pedantic and over the top, but if we take into account the fact that you get some audio content that is really fuzzy, that's not really great. And then what I was getting was um, that I was aware of my laptop being part of the recording device. So my mic would go straight into the computer and that was okay, but my computer had weird sounds. You might get a little bit of that, but it's mostly insulated by the fact that I'm indoors. If I was outdoors, I would just absolutely hate that. And I don't know how people do recording outside um, on YouTube or on podcasts. I just don't get it um, because it would really frustrate me and you need to really focus on and have a really good microphone. And these things were jogging through my brain when I was doing podcasts. So I found a system that worked and I got happy with a very simple mic set up uh, and that seemed to work. So technically when I outputted and I listened back, I felt like it was good. Uh, Again, I repeat myself when I mentioned Anchor, but having that system of just podcasts going out and just happening was just brilliant. Thumbnail artwork was probably... It's probably always going to be an afterthought for everyone. Uh, But if you have it in one of your tick box on your checklist and you're a checklist person, then it can work and it can be really good. So that might work for you. Um, So that's the podcast kind of side of stuff. Um, I want to talk about YouTube more, I guess, because thumbnails kind of sprung a leak there because I always forgot about thumbnails when it came to YouTube. And I think that's one of the problems I had was I've already mentioned it, but editing afterwards was like oh wait I I need to spend loads of time editing I don't have that Um, so that was a bit of a battle for me was finding that time but also getting used to my face I found that that is a bit of a problem Um, and I know that lots of people send their stuff so when you watch YouTube content a lot of people do tend to pay for that to be edited and they ship it to various parts of the world to do they use various websites or they pay friends to do it and that's great but I don't really have that so I need a a, a way forward with that so I just kind of decided that with YouTube if I return I'm just going to carry on doing the editing but I need to do something like because I've got a Mac um, it's called iMovie very simple editing if you're on a, a Windows PC people tend to use director or power director i think is what it's called you could use very simplistic things and then later on maybe consider how you might develop that so there are means and methods of doing that there's nothing to say you shouldn't use a camera that's just your phone for me i went about that really complex way of using a digital slr because i really wanted that quality and i love that fuzzy kind of look and i just now i'm just i want to get it done and i feel like i want 
content to be received to be sent out regularly and create community and i feel like i'm at a point with workshops where i was doing that and podcasts has helped me to bring bring that together a little bit more and now i'm hoping that youtube is an added layer on top of that so i feel like that's how it might work for me i just essentially for youtube need to make it simple because if it's not then coming back to what i was saying about podcasts being wonderful was that time is small but i feel like for, for the whole YouTube thing, setting up, then doing it, and then editing afterwards is, is too long. So for now, I'm just going to keep it really, really simple. And then that way, I'm just going to be myself and be authentic. And I can't apologize for that. I'm just being myself. So I'm kind of hoping for YouTube that works out, but I love the fact that I've already got that for podcasts. And if you've not seen and heard any of the previous podcast, previous YouTube stuff, I've put that, I've already put that information out there about only do one um, bit of one social, pick one and that's it, don't do any more. Uh, I'm probably going to do more content that kind of stresses that. You might want to consider offering all of it um, because it's all valuable for different people's needs, but don't feel stressed about it. Only do what's right for you at the time. So maybe just pick one. And for me, I drew away from YouTube to do podcasts and then consider layering that up. And then what you might find is within all of that, there's a process, but try your best to not have what I've got, which is an OCD condition. Try your best to just not do that. And let go a little bit because you sort of need to give it a go and let it pass through time. Um, and I've learned that through podcast where I just kind of just relax and just get to the point where you just feel like you're in your groove and you're really okay with doing that. And once you get to that point, that's a really good place to be because you're just you and you're effortlessly giving people the best information possible and you don't care about the other stuff. And sometimes those mistakes are what gives us the edge and it's what might open the doors to other possibilities. So I personally had that OCD, particular, particularly when we talk about YouTube and we talk about those first videos and um, having that SLR camera was just too much. And that was me looking at the quality when actually it wasn't about that. It was about the quantity, not the quantity, sorry. It wasn't about that either. It was about the quality of what I was saying, not the quality of the video. So I was a bit skewed on that. And I feel like I'm coming back to that um, a little bit more refreshed. So that's my time up. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for watching uh, or listening or whatever. And yeah, thank you. Um, I just want to stress, please do consider liking, subscribing and letting me know what your feedback is in, in the comments um, because I really appreciate that. And also, if you're coming to a workshop of mine, then thank you for coming. If not, then why not? Jump on, go on to Inventbrite and look up Unlimited or search for TNTOS. I'm sure you'll find us on there. And yeah, there's lots more stuff coming and I'm going to be re releasing more content, uh, more stuff like this. But about stuff related to my workshops and um, so it just allows for that to elaborate a little bit um thank you again take care until next time see you soon